tuned in to Word of Mom Radio here on the Word of Mom Media Network. Welcome to the Village Vision Podcast, where community collaboration and care converge. I'm Dr. Crystal Morrison, and I'm honored to be your host on this incredible journey. As a firm believer in the power of a united village, I'm thrilled to bring you inspiring stories, research, and projects that break down barriers in child and family care. Through heartfelt conversations with experts, advocates, and those with lived experiences, we'll showcase the transformative impact of collective support. So join me on the Village Vision podcast as we explore the remarkable collaborations that lead to better outcomes, foster a sense of community, and inspire action to improve care for ourselves and everyone around us. On today's episode, I'm here with Dr. Kryn McLean. Dr. McLean is the co-founder of Paragon Behavioral Health Services, a comprehensive behavioral health care practice, and also founder of a brand new startup called Catapalo VR. Welcome, Dr. McLean. Thank you so much for that introduction. We had the opportunity to meet at the National Autism Conference, a great conference, and we hit it off, of course, have lots of shared interests. Really interested to talk more about Paragon and Catapalo VR. But as with almost everybody that we talk to at the Village Vision podcast, there's always the why behind their work. There's elements of their personal story that led them to doing the things that they're doing today. So, Dr. McLean, can you tell us a little bit more about your personal story and the why behind your work? Absolutely. My why really starts with I've always wanted to help people. And that has certainly evolved and changed since I was an undergrad student to now. And if you would have told me at 18, I'd end up being an entrepreneur, I probably would have died from laughter. It was lasting in my mind. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I just really stood true to my why of I want to help people. And I really needed it to also be in a way that's creative and allows me to solve problems. So Mm -hmm. when you really mesh all that together, I think that's a great recipe for an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And once I really discovered that about myself, it was easier to lean into that and really recognize that I can scale my reach in how I want to help people in a much different way, but a much more exponential way. That's a great point that it's always great to have that desire, that true desire to help people. But when you talk about extending your ability to help people, having that entrepreneurial drive and that sort of intrinsic strategy, talk a little bit more about that and and how some of your career choices started shaping or maybe bringing out the entrepreneur in you. Yeah, and I think a lot, like many entrepreneurs, it was really shaped from a situation of adversary where, mm-hmm. you know, I had come back from maternity leave from my position and was immediately eliminated. Not immediately. Mm-hmm. I think it was back almost a month. So I was just tired of the grind of looking for jobs and changing jobs every two years in healthcare mm-hmm. because I couldn't find a place that just really took care of their employees. So I really set out on a journey with my business partner to create a place where in healthcare, especially behavioral health and mental Mm -hmm. health, let's make sure that we are taking care of our employees and putting them first in the best capacity that we can and easier said than done, you know, six years into this. But that's our why for starting Paragon. And Mm -hmm. we are not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but that's not what we're striving for. We're striving Mm -hmm. to always make progress, not perfection. So Mm -hmm. that's, that's where 
you know, I really took that leap because I just couldn't find what I was looking for. So I decided mm-hmm. to create it myself. Mm-hmm. That's great. And one of the things that I think is very interesting about Paragon is you're very mission driven from the sense of you're not only taking care of your clients, you're very much committed to taking care of your staff. It's key to your mission. And I think that certainly sets it apart in addition to being comprehensive behavioral health care services. So talk a little bit about the type of work that you focus on at Paragon and then maybe how that led to now Catapalo. Yeah, absolutely. So we hear a lot about employee engagement and employee retention. And I feel like they're so nebulous. It's not about pizza parties <laughs> and slushy machines and you Don't know, forget we, ping pong tables. And ping pong <laughs> tables, you know, that would be great. But what we really focus on is a firm code of ethics that we have at Paragon that's unwavering. It's objectified. So what I mean by that is we objectify the problem and get to a solution, and then we have the courage to do something about it. So we are consistent as possible in our commitment to our employees when things inevitably go wrong or inevitably things get heated because we need to stick true to those three things. And that is what makes us a strong united front in terms of our leadership so that that can cascade down into our company. Mm-hmm. Because when you don't have that, it's the wild, wild west. You know, it's people are worried about getting fired or terminated or written up for no good reason. But when you have a very clear code of ethics and you have the ability to really make it clear what is going on, the behavior, not the person, and then follow through on a commitment to make change and to make things better. That's such a great description of what really every company needs, right? (laughs) It's not, it's not unique to behavioral health services by any means, but Sometimes it actually can be the anomaly in companies is having that really strong culture and that strong code of ethics. Now, not only do you continue to work at Paragon, you've also ventured into Catapolo VR. Before we talk about Catapolo, talk a little bit about the services at Paragon and the type of services that you're offering to your clients and, and then how that led to Catapolo. Yeah, sure. And I knew you asked that in the last question, but I couldn't find it. Yeah, yeah, that was fine. So, yeah, so at Paragon, we are in three counties across two states. So we're in Berks and Lancaster County in Pennsylvania. And then we're also in Olean, New York and Western New York, which seems very random, but it's my hometown. And I felt very compelled to make sure my hometown is still taken care of, even though I live about five hours away now. So we offer autism services from pediatrics, you know, 18 months all the way up to 21 years in the capacity of IBHS intensive behavioral health services, where we do community-based, we have clinic-based, we're just starting that. And then we also have group therapy services as well. We also do autism testing and diagnosing. I got to give a shout out to our psychologists because they are willing to travel all the way to our New York office where there's no psychologist in the entire county. So they'll take a weekend, they'll drive five hours there, they will tee up assessments and do as many assessments as they can do on a Saturday and then drive back on a Sunday. So shout out to Dr. Cox. And I know Dr. Pam's going to be traveling up there soon. She just got licensed in New York, but they're just incredible. So we also have a mental health component where we have an outpatient crew so people can do telemedicine in all the state of New York and Pennsylvania, Uh and also visit any one of our three locations for an in-person session. Mm -hmm. And then we're also starting our occupational therapy pediatric program in our Pennsylvania locations. 
And I guess to tie in Cat Apollo, we have to shout out Catherine Angel, who went to a, I think it was an exhibit at the Goggle Works and was really inspired by the virtual reality and came to us and was like, can we create something like this at Paragon? Because I really see this gap where we need to fill this. And we really took a look at it and, you know, made the initial investment to start producing our own virtual reality. And we knew we wanted to make more, but we really couldn't justify the cost unless we were going to find a way to commercialize it. And that sounds not terrible in a business sense, but the more we think about it, it's like, we want to get this out there to the masses and we want to be able to help other people because we've essentially made this now virtual reality platform Mm -hmm. that is very robust in our categories and very diversified in what we can offer because in virtual reality, we can create literally anything that we want and make it fun and engaging and interactive where we really saw a need for our teenagers, young adults, and even our children to learn these skills in a way that's in a safe and a controlled environment. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about where Catapolo is at today and the types of modules that you're offering and where you hope to take Catapolo. Yeah, absolutely. To date, we are to market, and I know this is airing in December, so my goodness, hopefully we have even more modules by then. What we offer is a subscription-based platform where just like a streaming platform, you would log in on whichever device you would want, so computer, tablet, headset wherever you can access the internet. So you log in and then you, much like a Netflix streaming service, you just go in and you pick which module you would want to launch. So there's like mm-hmm. a little icon, there's a little button that says, I think it just says launch or something like mm-hmm. that. Then you launch it in, you go through the learning module and then you get a score at the end. So right now our categories consist of communication skills and social skills. Mm-hmm. So that's really anything from having a conversation to going on a date to obtaining consent to ordering at a restaurant or scheduling a medical appointment. So all these little nuanced conversations that we have to have at some point in our life, we're trying to cover and be comprehensive. And then we get into occupational skills. So how do you prepare for an interview? What is a way that's systematic in answering interview questions and things like that? And then we have our ready to live skills. So that's really focused on our independent living skills, where we're contributing to the success of a household. So maybe that's chopping vegetables or cooking dinner or doing your own laundry or hygiene routines and things like that and taking a shower. So all the things that would be very difficult to do in person, we can do in VR in a safe way. And then we have two new categories coming out, which is emotion regulation, which by the time this airs, we'll have a complete six-week course to take somebody from A to Z through a cognitive behavior interventions over the course of 18 modules. And our hope is to show and demonstrate through our clinical trials that we're starting that we're decreasing depression, anxiety over the course of six weeks, so we're shortening the length of time in therapy. Um, And then we're also adding exposure modules, so fear of animals or fear Mm -hmm. of heights or fear of loud sounds. We can expose people in virtual reality in a very safe and controlled way. Yeah, that's so exciting. And so, you know, I had a chance to check it out when we were at the National Autism Conference. And I believe the module that I was looking at was in a kitchen Mm -hmm. and walking me through how to cook noodles. So, the steps of, you know, getting the pan and filling it with water and putting on the stove and boiling, you know, all of those different things. It's virtual reality. So it's very immersive, of course. But, Mm -hmm. you know, for someone who's neurotypical myself, I take a lot of these 
adulting or, you know, the ability to cook in a kitchen and do different things step by step. I take that for granted, but it was really neat to be immersed in the experience and actually stepping through how to boil water and cook noodles. And so that's just a specific example of the module that I was looking at at the time. Does someone need to have, let's say, VR goggles or can they sit down at their computer and see the module? What what sorts of things does someone need to have access to to be able to use Catapalo? Yeah, that's a great question. And the answer is you just need the internet. So mm-hmm. um, we actually just got into a school where, you know, if a kiddo's having a hard time in a classroom, sit, have an aide sit with them in the back in a computer, put the headphones on and do our deep breathing module instead of sending them down to the principal's office to sit in a chair while they eat. You yeah. know, it's just it's not sufficient. So you really just need the internet and, so, mm-hmm. and a device that can access the internet. So my favorite party trick is pulling it up on my cell phone and being able to show people like, listen, you can just do this on your cell phone, a tablet, a computer. Yes, of course, you can do it in any VR headset, which we recommend because it really yeah. is immersive as you experience it. It's, it's really neat and it looks three-dimensional and you feel as if you're there. And that really limits any distractions. But if you're in a pinch or in a budget constraint and you just need to use what you have, we are web-based, so it's completely versatile. That's great. I know that the module I was looking at was cooking. Do you have a target age in mind for people that you're, you know, could benefit the most or is it really for everybody? Yeah, that's a great question too. That's really evolved over time. And when I was, now that I'm, you know, we're to market and we're starting to pitch to people and really get a sense of what they think, we're really finding that we think they can be applicable for almost five and up. Mm -hmm. My six-year-old does them, love hates them, doesn't really like that there's a puppy that's died and we're sad about that in right. one of the modules. I'm very much in trouble for that. But he got the gist of the module that there's different ranges of sadness and that would make him feel very sad if that mm. were to happen. And that was the point to talk about that in a controlled setting where we could have that conversation before, you know, anything were to happen. So even though he was kind of upset with me about it, I was secretly thinking, well, that was the point. Right. Right. You have that conversation, like you said, in a safe, controlled way. You know, when we were at the conference, your booth and the VR goggles was very, very popular with the tween crowd. Mm-hmm. And what was yes. amazing, and, and we all know this, but what was amazing is the kids could put on the VR goggles and very much become part of the immersive experience. It was very oh, natural yeah. for them. There was no learning curve or hesitance in any way whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And that's such an advantage for your product because it's super cool and it's technology and it's something that kids are, are not hesitant to use. And so putting it on and having this experience is very natural for them. You don't have to convince them that they need to do no, this. No, they are begging to come into yeah. therapy, which in exactly. my 20-year course of working <laughs> with teenagers has never happened until we incorporated this technology into our offerings. So yeah, you're right. We were swarmed by tweens. And even when we went to the American Psychological Association conference mm-hmm. the next week, we had there was kids there too, but mm-hmm. mostly adults. And we had people in their 60s doing it and, you know, having a great time and being like, wow, this is really immersive. And it was really great to see that everybody from little guys all the way up to older adults found it was, and and we made that on purpose that way because 
little kids won't mind if it looks more realistic, but adults certainly will. So we didn't hmm. make the visuals look juvenile for that reason because we wanted to extend it into adulthood and have okay. adults be able to participate as well as kids. So then you saw the graphics, the artwork and the graphics that we use and the way we shoot things and the way we use different generated backgrounds is in a much more realistic manner. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting that you say that, that kids are not bothered by realistic, but adults are? What? What? Why is that? Oh, I'm sorry. I misspoke. I think adults would be bothered by a blocky animation. Oh, okay. Okay. Got it. A like a cartoony. Yes. Or yeah. That makes sense. Something juvenile. So, mm-hmm. you know, we wanted to make it look really realistic and really consistent with what you might see whether it's mm-hmm. a live shot movie or an animated movie, we, we wanted it to look like it's 2023, mm-hmm. not 1990. And this is the first time that we're experiencing an animation in a computer. Right, um, right. That makes a lot of sense. Fantastic. This episode is going to air in December. Where do you see Pat Apollo at, at the end of 2024? At the end of 2024? Yeah, a little over a year. Yeah. That's in sync. So I'm very curious to see where we're going to be at the end of 2023. I think we're going to get well, a lot of traction. And... Well, how about the end of 2023 over the next few months? What's your target? Where Where will you be at? So I really hope to be in at least a hundred different facilities, whatever that may look like, either whether it's a school or a behavioral health clinic or a hospital mm-hmm. or a prison. So we actually got a lot of feedback. We met a woman who's in charge of the reunification division in the federal prison system, mm-hmm. who's strongly considering Catapalo for next year, so 2024. So that would be huge if we could you know, help the prison population. Because like I said, we're working with neurodiversity with a lot of target of our modules, but we're also having those very strong cognitive behavior therapy interventions integrated where we really hope to simultaneously reduce anxiety and depression. That's very comorbid with neurodiversity. So I really hope that we're able to reach people that we didn't anticipate. So we've actually gotten some interest from some hospital administrators that said, my nurses are burned out, my physicians are burned out. How can I help them? That's more than just saying, here's your EAP, now get back to work. Maybe yeah. we've got a lot of trauma from COVID and that's in all in our school systems, all the way through our healthcare systems. So I'm really hoping that by the end of 2024, we I I call you and I say, oh my gosh, Crystal, this wasn't even on my radar. And we're in this space that we had no idea. So we're really just hoping, I mean, our vision is to get our product into the hands of anybody who could benefit from it. And we truly hope that we can make this scalable nationwide and even worldwide. That's fantastic. And I mean, even when we talked, Corinne, you know, four or five weeks ago, I don't think at that time you had had the conversation yet about opportunities in the prison system. So that's, that's an example of, of a new opportunity space. And one of the things that I think is very important for our listeners to hear too, yes, of course, it was developed with people who are neurodiverse in mind. Some of the modules are are a little bit more focused on living skills and and coping skills and things like that. But as you said, you know, you were able to have a conversation with your six-year-old about grief. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And I, I believe he is neurotypical and mm-hmm. he's young. He's six years old. And then you had experiences with, with people who are older at the conference, putting it on and, and probably giving it other examples. So there's so many opportunities for using this in such a diverse array of settings yeah. and ages and, and not necessarily people who may be neurodiverse or have significant anxiety and depression, but people who just want to get a better handle on how to navigate a specific situation in a controlled place. So the opportunities are really significant. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great point. And, you know, he's done the cooking modules. And Mm -hmm. I can't remember if I told you or not the air fryer story, but my wife and I were sitting outside and she had, you know, timer set and everything. And he comes out with her veggie patty or whatever she had. Uh-huh. And we're like, oh my gosh, you went in the air fryer. And he says, well, yeah, I watched your modules. I put on the oven, I grabbed the tongs, I went in the air fryer, <laughs> I got it out and I brought it to you. That's what I'm supposed to do. So he's generalizing because we haven't made an air fryer video at the yeah. time that this had happened. Yeah. And the best part is the next day I'm taking him to school. I'm like, oh, God, that was so cool that you did that. And so proud of you for being safe. And he's like, do I know a secret? I'm like, yeah, of course. He's like, I dropped that on the ground right in the corner. <laughs> and I still gave it to Mama Teresa. And I'm like, oh, right in the corner. That's where all the hair and dirt collects. And he's like, ooh. <laughs> and she still ate it. Um, so I was just dying on my way to school, like, you know, just driving him, and he's just confessing this, and I'm like, but you didn't burn yourself, and that was kind of the point. Yeah, so. yeah, uh, so he learned something from the VR, but yeah. then he, he fessed up to a, a little fact. That's great. Yeah, good to know for future module building, if you drop something on the floor, <laughs> best to let that add, one go. Add that in, add that in. But it likely won't fantastic. kill you, so. Yeah, no, no. You know, probably... I guess we make personal choices. You know, it builds your immunity, right? Let's go with that. (laughs) Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, exactly. Well, we're going to wrap up today, but I really wanted uh, you to be able to share a little bit more about Catapalo VR, specifically how our listeners can learn more about Catapalo VR and how they can get in touch with you. Yeah, absolutely. So you can visit our website. I'm sure Crystal will drop that into the chat somewhere. And Catapalo is kind of a odd name it means catapult in latin and we just wanted something unique so forgive me for the oddness of the name if you will but you can head over to our website at catapolovr.com you know or you can find me on linkedin i am very findable i, I think i'm one of the only Corinne mcleans out there so if you'd like to learn more i would love to connect with you and happy to send my calendly link to anybody who would like to schedule one-on-one take a personal drive through we can show you all the amazing modules Hopefully by December, we have about 60 of them. That's my goal, at least. And we're going to go back through the first set and incorporate some feedback that we've received that I think will make them even better. So, yeah, we're we're really excited. So if you know anybody that could benefit from that, I'd love to hear from you. And we're really, really excited to get this out there. That's fantastic to have 60. You know, that's that's a lot more modules than even when we just met. That's great. Well, Corinne, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. We will have all of Dr. McLean's contact information and Catapalo VR information in the show notes. So be sure to look for those. But thank you again so much for joining us today on the Village Vision Podcast. 
I'm so grateful that you shared your story, your experience, and that you're clearly constantly learning from Paragon now to Catapalo VR. And that's what's really fun, right? Yes, it is. It's, it's a constant learning every day. And like we talked at the conference, just really always thinking strategy and always thinking, how can we improve? How can we better? How can we stay consistent? And yeah. that's, that's really the key. Awesome. Well, thank you again. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Village Vision Podcast. I hope you found inspiration and valuable insights from our conversation today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, leave a review, and share. But thank you for being a part of the Village Vision Podcast here on Word of Mom Radio. Take care, and let's keep shining a light on the power of community, collaboration, and care. She is sure, she is sure, she is strong, she is strong.